Hello, and welcome to a kindness episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Nathan Binkley of Nathan's Drywall. He's an active drywaller, a family man, and an all-around good guy. Nathan and I discuss his relationship with Brawley's Dag Construction, a.k.a. Sean Ramsden, his experience in the culinary industry, and how one time he wasted a week at Tim Hortons. So Tim Hortons, they had like a, a texture on their walls and bulkheads and everything um, that we were smoothing out. Um, so I was told on the first time that I'm taping, okay, okay, we need you to, to smooth out these bulkheads. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? And they said, just put the mud on and take it off. And I'm like, okay, that sounds easy enough. So I'm literally putting it on and taking it off. I do this for like a week. And then I go on my honeymoon with my wife, my, my you know, fresh wife, who just married and everything. And I come back from my honeymoon and I ask the big boss. I'm like, hey, I'm like, how's it going? How was that? How did that Tim Hortons turn out? And he, he looks at me and he goes, fucking terrible. And yeah. I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I had to do the whole thing all over again. He's yeah, like, we had to redo it. Yeah, he's like, what were you doing there? I was like, I don't know. I was told just to put the mud on and take it off. He's like, well, you have to leave a little on. He's like, we're trying to smooth out the thing. And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's not what I was told. And he. There's more stories where that came from. This month's episodes are sponsored by our friends over the pond in Swindon, England at GWI, supplying the UK with drywall finishing products since 2021, delivering quality brands nationwide. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at www.gwiltd.com for all your finishing needs. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends at CSR in Toronto. These swag buckets will have a shirt, a you get a CSR bucket, a 10 pack of three ways, a spy sponge set, a Merriman beige color pack, a top coat, and also a tech dry tool from Tech Dry. If you would like to order lots of cool drywall stuff or anything drywall, you can go online to csrbuilding.com and find stuff there. I know you're bored with the preamble. So without further ado, Nathan Binkley of Nathan's Drywall on the 57th podcast of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. There he is. Perfect. I can't believe easy. I did it. Easy peasy. <laughs> you've been on the you've been on Brawley's dad's podcast, so right? Yes. Yes. That one I was physically sitting in the room with him though, so. Oh right. Yeah, I just let him right. do all the work and I just kind of sat there and looked pretty. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'll try and do the same <laughs> thing today. <laughs> Too late. Too late. You already look gorgeous. Aw, you're sweet. <laughs> um, we got Nathan Binkle of Nathan's Drywall, the famous Nathan's Drywall out of Aaron, Ontario, with us on the Drywall Podcast today. How exciting is this? It's uh, very exciting. I was very surprised when he asked me to be on. I'm, I'm super happy Why? to be here. Thank you for for having me. Um, I don't know. I was I was really surprised when Brawley's dad asked me too. I'm just kind of like I don't think of myself as podcast material but here i am and i'm gonna do my best and forget the rest you want to know a little secret nobody yes. is no 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 dry <laughs> no drywallers no drywallers belong on any podcast no no well let's prove no, everyone joking. wrong then i'm feeling yeah. <laughs> a little, I'm, I'm feeling a little surly today i'm not sure my dad's trying to call like one second after I start a podcast, I know better than to have my phone on, but, uh, you know, you know, and then the old man, it's like, he tries to call twice and it's like, okay, is something wrong? Has he fallen or some shit? You know? Yeah. You're like, should I pick that up? I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> is, yeah, he oh, yeah, I is he bleeding? Is he bleeding out? Totally get 
<laughs> I, uh, I set my phone to do not disturb and I'm like sitting in the zoom room waiting for you to come on. And then finally I was yeah. like, man, like he's not on yet. Maybe I should message. And then I went on Instagram and I saw your message. Hey, are we doing oh. this thing? I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was sitting there waiting and I didn't get. Any no, it was okay. So. We kind of said, uh, we said, uh, you know, two forty-five your time. So, uh, cool. Let's jump into this. Nathan's drywall. Uh, do do you listen to the drywall podcast? Um, I go. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but since okay. I found out about yours and uh, and Brawley's dads, of course, I kind of go back and forth and try yeah. and listen here and there. I mean, generally, I listen when I work, and a lot of times when I'm working, I need the music to keep me going. Uh, yeah. But I did just listen to uh, uh, Christy Slade's uh, oh. the other day, and uh, and the one you did with uh, Aaron's dad uh, from Columbia. Oh yeah, Bernie. Yeah, yeah, Bernie. That's, yes, that one. That's I, a good one. I really one. like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was really cool. And some of them, you know, some of them have different energies, you know, and then you have energy of like me reacting with the people. But you and I, you, you know, you're a jolly fella. Like you and I've always had good interact, you know. Sean's pretty jolly, like yeah. you know. Um, but it's energy; it's very interesting, but and cool too because we both have background in drywall. You're familiar with Fresco Harmony a little bit now. It's getting more popular in Canada. You know, we can talk about you know how you and Sean met each other, um, but mostly I think talking about different drywall people's experience in the industry where they came from and you know what makes us tick man you know why yeah. the hell would you choose this thankless you know nasty trade oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i, hear you. I so, like that we're both wearing brawley's dad hats too nice <laughs> Um, like coordinated that. I just did. I threw on the Brawley's dad because, yeah, because you know Sean. As, okay, so let's start there. How do you know uh, Sean Ramsden? So if you don't know, Sean Ramsden does Brawley's dad construction. He's very active on social media. Huge proponent of Columbia Tools. He also has a podcast called Brawley's Dad Construction Podcast. Uh, you can catch him on uh, on Podbean, Spotify, and other other uh, other other. Uh, now my mom. Now my sister's calling me. Stand by. We can cut this out. Yeah, yeah. We can cut this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Hey. Hey. Dad just called me and said that he's tried you a couple times, and your phone says. Yep. Be completed yeah, I I'm on a podcast, so can you like just text him and tell him that like I'll call him back? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that nothing's severely wrong. <laughs> Once your sister started calling, I'm like, oh god, this is like yeah. You know, then I have to fucking take it. Yeah, god yeah, yeah. damn it. Fuck it. We'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. The old man's fine. If you're wondering. So Brawley's dad, uh, yeah, he runs a podcast and he's, uh, his, his name is Sean Ramson and he's a great guy and he's a big promote proponent of Fresco Harmony and building community in the drywall industry. And you guys are kind of buds. Did that just sort of come to be, or have you always been friends with Sean? Um, we actually just met um, shortly before the Fresco Harmony event at CSR okay. that you did. Okay. Um, so I started following him on, on Instagram. Um, his stories are phenomenal. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. he's just telling you about his day. Sometimes he's bitching about, yeah you know, what's going on with work. And I just really resonated with most of what he was saying. Um, so I reached out the one day and, uh, you know, I never want to be that creeper. That's just messaging random people. Yeah. But I was like, I messaged him. I can't remember what he was talking about. Um, but I think he was a little down. I think, uh, some people were ripping on him on, on Instagram or the, the social medias and, uh, Sure. And I just said, you know, the heck with them. Like, I was like, whatever, man. I'm like, you're doing great. And just keep up all the good work. You know, those of us out here that are watching, we're loving it. And, 
screw yeah. the people that that don't right and he was yeah you know responsive and kind of got back to me right away and we started talking through that and then i finally got okay. to meet him at the fresco harmony thing and okay and, so uh, yeah. you're talking about the black friday event at csr or are you talking about the training no, the, the training. So the, okay. the Black Friday event was the first one where I met you. I don't know if you remember me. I was that I weird do. guy that came up to you first thing in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. I was there like, I got there at like 6 a.m. Like no one was even set up yet, right? Um, okay. And I was planning on being there the whole day. And then yeah. of course I picked up work and I had to go to work that day. And, and uh, I saw okay. you and I just started seeing the Fresco Harmony stuff on Instagram. And I was like, what is this? I was so intrigued with your product. Interesting. And, uh, and I, we were like about to walk by each other at the Black Friday event. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And you were like, about yeah. what? And I was like, what is your product? And you yeah, were like, yeah. oh, come with me. Let's go mix up a pail of mud and we'll go through okay. this. Okay. All right. Good. That so, sounds I like, mean, that sounds like me. Like, let's go mix some and make a sample. Oh yeah. You were super, no, you were super no, nice. No I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. And I, I was there <laughs> to like, 7 30 watching you mix up a, a pail and then you kind of put on your first tote on something and then we had kind of you know all these people had kind of come around and they're asking you all these questions and i was like oh i kind of was hoping that i'd be able to talk to you a little bit and i was like i gotta go so i kind of just like snuck yeah. off yeah and i didn't even get to say goodbye because we're in the middle of your demonstration and uh but i think i, I started was... i started following you after that and then i yes. was following i was following sean so you cut did you meet sean at that event no because he didn't make it there till later in the day and that was like uh, that Black okay. friday event was the one where i was like i was like oh good i get i get to finally meet christy and brawley's dad yeah. and like all these people that i've been following and then yeah. of course i didn't get to see anybody because i ended up having to work so nice you know I'm really happy that uh, that we've kind of, uh, first of all, this community is kind of coming together and that we're having yeah. more of these events that we get to go hang out and see each other at. So Yeah, and it's nice of you Canadians to invite us, us uh, lowly Americans up there to play in all your little reindeer games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, good people are good people. So, I mean, yeah. especially from what I've seen, I, I think really uh, I follow like you and Cam and uh, – yeah, and I was telling bro, uh, I was telling Sean the other day when we were golfing. I was, I was like, man, Cam, you know, I started seeing his videos, and I really wanted to be like, you know what? Screw this guy with his mustache and yeah, and you know, <laughs> laid back attitude and everything. And then I started following, and I'm like, God, this guy's cool. I really like yeah. him. So I, I actually reached out to him recently too, and he's such a nice yeah. guy. He's so hard. He's hard not to like, just like you instantly want to, I remember like, he's, he's why I got to see, to CSR, you know I mean? Oh, uh, yeah? Cause I reached out to him. I got hooked up with Columbia cause Columbia was all over cam early on. And I was like, oh, I got to interview this guy. And I wanted to interview him cause he was younger. His interview is pretty good, you know, but it's more his, it's more his energy, you know, than anything. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely very attractive and his and you know just hanging out with those guys and meeting the uh, all of the people in person very cool very cool so and and you know all of the people you know phil and brian and you know there's just all the all these drywall characters and kayla and you know meg meg's fantastic like you know oh, yeah, so, she's hilarious yeah so many great uh people and we all share this weird bond of drywall like, you know, and yeah. it's like, hey, you don't have to be ashamed anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're all in this together. And it's, <laughs> and it's funny because when I so uh, when I started in this trade, I was working commercial drywall and commercial taping. Um, OK. And working for that company, it's weird because you hear about other drywallers or see you're in, you know, a building doing a drywall project. And then there's another company drywall company doing a project elsewhere in the building. Yeah. And we kind of have that, you know, like nose up, like, Oh, who the hell are these guys? Get, up, yeah. get the heck out of here. And yeah. now that I'm not doing that anymore and I'm kind of more on the socials and I see more of a, and like, it's not like that, you know, nobody's, got their nose up no one's pissy or or childish about it we're all it's a shift kinda... i had to do it too it's a conscious shift and like i wanted to do it too and i'm selling a product like how arrogant is it of me to go 
you know, put down someone or get, you know, get like, you know, try to get the better of somebody or look down my nose at somebody when I'm in, not only am I in the same trade, but I'm trying to sell them my product. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, and if somebody is mean, you really have to just let that go and let it go and let it go. And also concentrate on not being mean, because yeah. I think that if we, if we're more open you know, we all sort of want the same thing. And I think the more we build the community and the more people like you, I meet, uh, especially through the podcast, um, it's just awesome. It's, it's so awesome that, you know, you don't have to go home and talk to your wife about drywall. Now you have actual people that actually care about what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, my wife appreciates that too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes the burden off of, all, off of all of our significant others' shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, are you, are you first generation drywaller? Yes. Okay. Um, so I, I kind of fell what into happened? this accidentally. Why in the world? Why in the world drywall? Well, I was, uh, I worked out in uh, Alberta. I went out there when I was like 19. Uh, I did an apprenticeship to be a chef. Um, of which eventually I absolutely hated. Okay, um, Christie's a so, Christie's Christie's kind of a chef too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I see her posting our food on uh, Instagram. God, yeah, it makes me so hungry when people post such tasty yeah. looking things. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't need so, anybody making me feel hungry because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so sh um, you you studied to be a chef. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Where did you, where, what kind of did chefery school did you go to? Was it like a qualified thing? How does that work? Um, well, I didn't actually get there. So I started my apprenticeship. I was studying under an executive chef out in Alberta. Okay. Um, and basically you accumulate so many hours and then you go do your, your semester of schooling and okay. then you go do more hours. Then you go back and do your second year and so forth. Um, and you need so many hours to to go and do that uh, time in school, right? Okay. Um, and it's just like if you were to go to uh, do an apprenticeship for drywall or go to school for drywall or whatever, you know, you want to get your red seal. That's the that's the main attraction, right? Okay. Um, so I never made it to school. The restaurant that I was working at and the executive chef that I was working under, uh, the restaurant got bought out. And we all had to go our separate ways. And I ended up going and working at a ritzy restaurant with this uh, under this executive chef from uh, Old Paris. Nice. Um, chef Henry, Chef Henri was his Henri. name. Chef Henri. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I did three months there. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. This is terrible. Okay. And I what, just what, attract, what attracted you to that line, that direction early on? Uh, to be a chef? Yeah. Yeah. I, I You like food. I, I would, yeah, I like food. Um, I think I moved out west not with the intention of doing this. I moved out because uh, all my friends were going to college and university, and I had no plans, you know, um, and I didn't want to go to college or university and spend that kind of money when I was like, I have no idea what I want to yeah. do. Yeah, smart. You know, so I moved out west to snowboard. And uh, just drink for a few years, I guess. Party sure. it up. Well, yeah. I wanted to live. I wanted to live the college life without the responsibility of actually studying and doing any kind of work. That's extremely um, smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because you know what, the all that college work ruined my college career. Like, if it yeah. wasn't for the school work, I would have like that would have been the best time of my life. Yeah, I bet. Oh boy. Yeah. I only yeah. made it a, I only made it a year and a half, but, uh, I, I feel like I, I crunched enough partying into that year and a half that it made up for the, the other, the other semesters. I didn't make it. Yeah. I can um, only imagine how much partying you could have accomplished in a year and a half. <laughs> a lot. How, how, um, how old are you? If you don't mind. Uh, I'm turning 41 next week, actually. Beautiful. 41 years young. And so about this time, so you're, is the restaurant called the Ritzy restaurant or it was just a Ritzy restaurant? It was a Ritzy restaurant. It was actually okay. the Banff Park Lodge is what I was working at. So okay. the Banff Park Lodge was uh, ritzier than what I was working at. 
Okay. Um, but I found like everything at the Ritzy restaurant was out of a bucket. Uh, it was pre-made and they're charging an arm and a leg for this stuff. And I, I came from like this small restaurant where we made everything from scratch. Yeah. Uh, things, things were reasonably priced and everything like, you know, we put our heart and soul into this food that we made. And then I go to this restaurant where I'm supposed to train there and everything's coming out of a bucket or out of a bag. And I was like, what is this? This is brutal. It, it was beneath you, Nathan. It was beneath it, it you. Took, it, it took a lot out of it for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and you found that maybe food wasn't the direction that you wanted to go in. Maybe like, eh, the restaurant industry is not, is not, you know, I don't want to be a chef. And so yeah. you had that thought at that point, did you know you wanted to get into construction? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. I went through quite the journey before I made it to uh, construction and construction. I mean, uh, doing drywall, I kind of fell into okay. completely by accident. You know, Sure. I, so I started doing drywall and I remember the tapers coming in and I was like, I am never going to do that aspect of the job. Like I was like, that seems like, like something I just don't want to do. And then the company I was working for, we would have jobs, we would do framing and drywall, and then it would come to taping. And a lot of times it would be like, okay, we got to lay you off because our next job doesn't start for three weeks yet. Uh -oh. They would hire tapers. Um, so eventually I was kind of, I just asked them like, hey, can I maybe start learning how to tape? And then maybe you can keep me on the job a little longer so I don't have to get laid off. Um, and they're and like, nice, course, nice try border. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually they were all for it because we yeah. would hire tapers and they would do this job. But then of course we weren't ready for them on the next job. So they would go find something else. And then my bosses, yeah. you know, eventually would have to look for other tapers to come and do okay. the next job. So okay. for me to be like, yeah, if I can, you know, learn how to do this and then we can do everything. And then of course it ended up being me on, like every job taping for the next like two or three years solely like no drywall no framing and well and how and cool it, too you had the background in framing and a uh, drywall which is i i think a feather in your cap that's those dudes are really sought after at least in my experience absolutely and there was a lot of times where um you know, one job would be to a certain point where it was like, hey, well, there's no point in sending a whole crew back there. And they would be like, hey, Nate, can you just go and finish up? You know, it's like six sheets of drywall or whatever, the odds and ends of drywall, and then just start taping everything. And I'd be like, yeah, cool, no problem. Okay. So, I mean, how did I mean you, to... how did you learn how to finish though? What was the curve on that? Did you have like some dudes <laughs> that took you under your wing? Um, I was really kind of thrown into it. And there was, it was really trial and error. Yeah. Um, I had to ask questions if I had them. And I, I remember, so we did, uh, when I worked commercial drywall, we did a lot of Tim Hortons renovations and McDonald's renovations and everything. Uh, Tim Hortons, uh, you know, the smile cookies that, uh, yeah. For you, Ameri oh, we'll, don't, don't jump the gun. We'll get into the smile. Yeah, cookie. Okay. Okay. For you, okay. for you Americans that don't know, Tim Hortons is the equivalent of like Starbucks for Canada. It's yeah, like this, or Dunkin' Donuts. Do you guys is Dunkin' Donuts Dunkin', thing? Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts would probably be more more apropos because it's like donuts and coffee. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, continue on. You're doing these McDonald's and Tim Hortons. So Tim Hortons, they had like a, a texture on their walls and bulkheads and everything um, that we were smoothing out. Um, so I was told on the first time that I'm taping, okay. Okay, we need you to, to smooth out these bulkheads. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? And they said, just put the mud on and take it off. And I'm like, okay, that sounds easy enough. So I'm literally putting it on and taking it off. I do this for like a week. And then I go on my honeymoon with my wife, my, my you know, fresh wife, we just married and everything. And I come back from my honeymoon and I ask the big boss. I'm like, hey, I'm like, how's it going? How was that? How did that Tim Hortons turn out? And he, he looks at me and he goes, fucking terrible and yeah. i'm like what and he was like yeah he's like i had to do the whole thing all over again he's yeah like, we had to redo it yeah he's like what were you doing there and i was like i don't know i was told just to put the mud on and take it off he's like well you have to leave a little on he's like we're trying to smooth out the things and i'm like well i don't know that's not what i was told and he just... nobody told me to leave a little on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and he was super nice. He's just like, well, if that's what you were told, you know, like that's what you did. He's like, you, okay. we need to show you, you need to, you know, but and I if you're not, so if you're out there, you're not a drywall finisher. And we do have a couple of people that sort of listen in that aren't drywallers now that are just kind of curious about these crazy people that are drywallers and they just kind of like the podcast. When you're applying mud, I think the misconception is that, uh, I think from a layman perspective is that you leave all this mud on the wall. Well, yeah. that's not really true you take most of the mud off and that's why we professional drywall finishers don't have to sand so much is because you can feather or smooth that button band out, you know, to, uh, to a nice slight hump, you know, so that it only requires a little bit of brushing with the sander. And so, so when, when they say, you know, put it on and take it off, I say the same thing for the second coat of Fresco Harmony. You're skimming, you're skimming it, or we call it tight. You skim it tight. You put the mud yeah. on, you take it off, but you don't take all the mud off. You're no. like, you're pulling, you're pulling the wall essentially flat, like as opposed to frosting a cake where you leave mud on the, where you leave frosting on the cake, you would sort of leave yeah. a really tight skim of frosting on the cake, you know, yes. something like that yeah. to, to use a food metaphor um okay so you're doing these tim hortons i wanted to get a timeline really quick too so how old are you you're just freshly married so so i was 30 actually okay so not too long ago about 11 years ago you're getting married you decide to jump into the drywall finishing aspect of the trade um go go for it so the boss is like you're fired get out of of here i don't want to see your face again (laughs) that would have made sense but no they were super nice they they worked with me it was just one of those things um the people that i learned from too um really good at at what they do right um i i see a lot of buildings and everything you know now that i'm in the trade especially you walk into buildings houses whatever like you're constantly your head's up you're looking at ceilings you're looking at freeways you're looking at everything right yeah um so I see a lot of places, unfortunately, that I look at, I look at, and I'm like, Jesus, how did these guys get away with it? How did no one get called back to fix this? This looks awful. Yeah. Um, but the guys that I learned from, you know, if they cut corners, the corners they cut still left a good product. You know, where I, I yeah. see other things, and I'm just like, I don't understand how no one got in trouble for that, or no one was called back for that. Like, but. I mean, it, it happens all the time, you know, people yeah. know what they're looking at or whatever. People don't care. I mean, I, I, I worked at a restaurant, sorry, uh, worked construction doing uh, finishing at a restaurant. And we asked the owner, he came in and saw our work and, and we're like, Hey, what do you think? It looks good. eh?" And he says, I don't care. So as long as my cash register goes ching, ching, ching at the, uh, like, once you guys are done, he's like, I don't care what it looks like. And I'm just like, well, I'm, super glad that we're putting all this effort into your place here you know yeah, like you yeah. seem really really happy about i don't it. know i i i wouldn't say that even if somebody said that to my face i wouldn't take it verbatim because walls do matter like i'm in a world of like beautiful walls like yeah you know, i i don't think it's so much as i don't care what that wall looks like because if that guy's register was going ching ching and he had to stare at ugly ass patches and and fatty edges all day you notice when you're sitting on the pot in the powder room you notice the little imperfections in your bathroom that's generally in my experience where people have the most complaints about fresco harmony because <laughs> they're sitting on the toilet every morning and they're seeing like two walls they're seeing every every little blemish on those two walls I think it's more of a perception shift where like people don't appreciate the the value of of a, a nice looking wall but but i guarantee like all the laymen and if you're listening out here and you're not a drywall finisher you know what i'm talking about you can see those bad humps and seams yeah. in your track house and they bug you 
or maybe you own an older or you have a commercial older building and you see those patches that were done real shittily and they look yeah. bad and they just stand out like a sore thumb. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about aesthetics. Like that would never fly on countertops or like, you know, some of the other trades, you know, and, and you can kind of tell with tile, you know, if the tile is not done really well, it looks shitty. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, the grout lines aren't straight, things like that. So yeah. Or if they don't level out their tile or something like that, that's awful too. So the guy, so the guy tells you he doesn't really care. And, uh, you know, what's the point of that story? Um, honestly, it was one of the things that, uh, not that particular event, but I mean, all the stuff working commercial, um, really kind of like, I don't do commercial anymore. I do residential. Um, and it's stuff like that. And then going into residential and seeing how appreciative people, homeowners are. Okay. Uh, when I work in their house, when I, when I do renovations or patchwork or anything and seeing people that are like, thank you so much for doing this. And it's like, wow, people actually like what I'm doing and appreciate okay. the fact that I come here to get it done. And I do, the best that I can. And, and if, yeah. if I leave and I now I've never had this where I've gotten called back to a house where people are like, this is brutal because I always try and do a good job. Yeah. Um, but if, if that were to ever happen where it's like, Hey, you know, we noticed this, I mean, I have no problem going back and, you know, fine tuning some things. Yeah. yeah. You can't just be coming back every other day to fix something because mm -hmm. I found something else. Oh, yeah. I don't like I don't like this this lap line or like I, is that gonna look like that? Is that swirl right there gonna stay? It's like yeah, that's gonna stay. That's part of the wall. Like yeah, that's how it looks. <laughs> you know, I can come back and reskim the wall, and you'll bitch about something else, guaranteed. So the yeah. uh, customer management and all that stuff, um, but it happens in drywall too. People essentially just don't want to see it. Yeah. They want to see a flat wall or a lightly textured wall or even a textured wall, you know, depending on where you're at. Um, yeah. Cool. So you're working for, at that point, what was, it, what was the name of the company? Uh, they were called uh, Sounds Drywall. So it was actually... How do you um, spell, my, how do you spell, how do you spell that? Well, it's a French last name. Okay. Um, it actually spells out Sanch. So it's S-A-N-C-H-E, but it's uh, French, so it's pronounced Sanche. Sanche. Sanche, yeah, exactly. Okay, in Spanish it might be uh, Sanche. Yeah, actually a lot of people, <laughs> when we're on jobs, I've heard uh, site supers and stuff be like, Sanchez, is Sanchez here? And yeah. we're like, there's no Z. Sanche. Um, and uh, how long are you with these guys before you decide to break out on your own? Uh, not this past January, last January. Oh, so freshly on your own. Yeah, so um, I actually, so I left them and I went and worked for a home renovation company for about nine months. Okay. Um, and when I left Sounds Drywall, it was um, like a, a, you know, a, a good breakup. It wasn't, uh, I just felt like I needed to go. You know, okay. there was no hard, sure. there was no hard feelings. I wasn't like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. I was just like, no, okay, you know they were probably I sad. Think... They were probably sad to see you go. You're a nice guy and you're and probably a hard too. worker. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great, uh, a great company to work for. You know, they looked out for me and uh, I just enjoyed the team uh, that we had, which made it harder to leave. And like, you know, I think, without the team environment that we had, I probably would have been gone sooner, but I mean, I just loved um, working hard for that team, you know, like okay. I had no problems yeah. going in on weekends. And I mean, after, after my wife and I started having kids and I remember a few times where it was like, Hey, you know, can you come in on Saturday and work? And I was like, no, I can't. I got my kid. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, well, we'll give you double time. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not a, it doesn't really matter. What about, like triple time and i'd be like no i like honestly i'm like i would come in for regular time because i know we have to get this job done i'm like but i have my kids so i can't <laughs> so uh so you leave uh sounds drywall and you are you're you're you go to work for a for where, where do you go then uh i went to a home renovation company um uh with what a was good the name? name what was the name uh, of those guys 
Carrie Holmes. Carrie Holmes. I feel like and I've they, heard of them before on the show. Uh, possibly. There's actually two okay. Carrie Holmes. One of them, one of them, I believe, is like uh, new builds. Um, okay. And then this one, they do like home renovations is the one that I went to. Um, okay. I didn't know there was two until uh, I was talking to my apprentice that I had when I was working commercial. And he was uh, doing piecework for a company out of, I think it was like Kitchener, Cambridge. And okay. uh, he was asking me, who are you working for? And I'm like, oh, Carrie Holmes. And then he sends me a picture of carry home spelt differently and he okay. was like yeah that's who i'm working for and i was like oh my god i'm like i had no idea but i'm like no it's uh, not the same thing um, all right but yeah i worked for them for only like nine months um did you start your own business and do drywall for carry homes or were you working for carry homes as their token finisher or something no i was yeah i was working for carry homes as their token finisher and okay. token drywall guy um, okay which was fine uh for a bit like i said i didn't work there very long i started doing uh I, like i guess i kind of started my company as i was working for them okay. um and i had kind of hooked up with a couple companies that were flipping houses out in uh, kitchener ontario okay. um so <laughs> what i would do was i would go and work for myself flipping help flipping these houses and I would go in at like midnight and work until like six in the morning. And then I would drive an hour from Kitchener to go to work for this renovation company. And I would work there for the day. And then I would come home and, you know, cook for my kids and get them into bed. Um, my wife and I, we were on kind of two separate shifts sometimes. She's a massage okay. therapist. So she's kind of working when everybody else is off. Beautiful. Um, do, wait, do you get massages? Occasionally. Um, okay. I, I try not to, that might be an entirely her. different, that might be a different podcast entirely. You know what I was going to say, she, she <laughs> might, she would probably massage me a lot more than I let her, <laughs> but, and it's not that I don't want them. I just look at it. Like, I don't want to come home from work and do more drywall and taping, you know, you're so a big, she, you're so a big teddy bear. You, you like, you let her get away with that. Yeah, oh absolutely. man. It's, it reminds me of the Jerry Seinfeld where he's like trying yes. to, He's trying to yeah, like get, he's grabs trying her to get, hands, puts them on, and he's just talking to her. And she just starts doing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, um, Carrie Holmes, we're back at Carrie Holmes. You're working for these guys. What happens? Uh, you're like, screw these guys. I'm going to go on my own. I'm done. Pretty much. Um, now, I wish it ended better than it okay. did. Um, okay. But, and and I mean, it sh it shouldn't have ended as bad as it did because I mean okay. I was I was starting to get disgruntled. Um, Ooh, this sounds for them. good. This sounds juicy. Let's dig in, right? But uh, <laughs> the issue, the like, my issues were for me going on my own, thinking about you know how they were running their business and how they were doing jobs. Yeah, and to me, like. To me, I was just like, okay, this isn't really an issue with anything. It's their business. They can run it however they want. I just wouldn't run my business like this. So that was me sure. being like, uh, okay, I'm going to go on my own because I would rather do things differently. Um, well, there's a pattern because you had that attitude too with the crappy uh, uh, Ritzy restaurant. The Ritzy rest yeah. restaurant. You didn't. You were like, this isn't. This is not fresh. Farm fresh. I need yeah. like, you know, I'm the bear. I want to work for the bear, like doing like this amazing, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's French should be, should be like a, a better standard, you know, no different, no different at carry home. You're like, nope. they're like, they're, they're using like, they're using food out of the box. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, my biggest pet peeve with, especially like uh, taping and mudding is having someone else tell me when my work is finished. You know, I, I, I used to get a lot of that where it was just like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. No one's going to notice that. And I'm like, well, that's, I, I, I notice. Like, that's yeah. why people call us to do the job because we're supposed to be the ones to be like, it's not finished yet. I need another day. Um, so I had jobs that 
I would go to and I would mud and do some things too. And then I would get called to another job or put on a different job. And then I would get put back to this job to help put furniture together or like, uh, you know, whatever, do a washroom, you're putting a toilet in or, a, you know, okay. vanity or something like that. And I would come and the ceilings would be painted or something like that. And I could see all the mud and, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like that wasn't even ready for paint and now it's yeah. painted. So that really bothers me. Yeah. Um, and now being my own boss, I'm the one that gets to say when I'm finished, you know? And so you went to the big boss and you were like, I don't want to work for you anymore because you guys, your quality is beneath me. It would have been perfect. I actually wrote <laughs> a, a, a glowing resignation um, and just, you know, said I was thankful for my time with them. Because I mean, ultimately that time with them is what I needed to be like, you know what, I'm just going to go out on my own. And okay. now I'm, I'm doing what I really want to be doing. Um, and realistically, when I left the commercial drywall company, I should have just went on my own then, but I think I was just a little too scared to jump right in and, you know, get my feet wet, I guess. Um, so yeah. I went with this other company. So, yeah, I mean, Okay, so now this is an interesting this is an interesting part of the story to me. I'm an entrepreneur. I know there's a jumping off point. Uh, were you scared? You've got a family. There's something to be said for that steady paycheck that comes in, full benefits, maybe, like all of this yep. kind of stuff. You start working on your own. It's just a completely different ball game. All of a sudden you have to be like a business major 101, you know, you got to know about taxes, you got to know about business, buying materials, write-offs, like all this stuff. Um, but walk me through that transition. Uh, that was a tough one. So I quit my job. Um, yeah. And it was kind of a spur of the moment thing, even though it was kind of leading up to, but it was kind of, you know, I didn't, I should have done more preparation yeah. to start my own business, right? Sounds like, sounds I, like it. Yeah, I did not. I was Maybe get like, some right, side jobs, maybe get some side I'm jobs done. going a little bit. Well, I did have some side jobs going on. Okay. But, uh, All right. but yeah, I quit. Um, I gave my two weeks. Uh, they didn't accept that. They said, we'll give you one week. And I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? They're only giving me one week. Weird. Like, they, oh yeah, they were super mad. They were just dicks um, about it, right? They were just dicks. Sour, sour grapes. Yeah. Do they use yeah, the expression? Do they use the expression "sour grapes"? And they Canada? do, and that's exactly <laughs> what it was because they they are actually really nice people. Um, I do have a lot of respect <laughs> for them, but yes, I think it was sour grapes. They got a little upset that I was handing in my resignation. I guess only after nine months or whatever, and and yeah, they were like, "No, that's not. You know, we'll give you one week." and to At your credit, point, they were losing a good guy. To your credit, man. Yes, you know. and my wife, my wife says like it's like you know breaking up with someone. You know, like yeah. they weren't happy about it, and uh, and yeah. I get it. I understand. I wish yeah. things could have been a little different, um, but they weren't. <laughs> and it is it's what like, it is. It's I've 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 got three or two two more episodes. It's not you. It's me. Episode. Yeah, there, there's that one that, yeah. that came up for me, and then also the Kramer one where it's like, do you just write it off? Like, yeah. <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> and Jerry says, Jerry says, you don't even know what a write off is. No, <laughs> he's yeah. like, so he's like, do you? Jerry's like, no. He's like, but they're yeah. the ones writing it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's pretty much all business. Um, yeah. okay. So you jump out on your own, um, no problems or, uh, did you just start getting jobs and you're, um, you're at like, I guess the tail end of COVID. So yes. we're coming out of COVID. So we're coming out of this challenging time socially and you're starting a business, um, probably a good time to start a business. I would say, um, you know, did, did you, you enjoy it right away? You, you liked it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Getting to uh, honestly, and I've been really lucky that I haven't had any crummy clients. All my clients have been super awesome, oh, man. You should not have said that, dude. I know. Knock on wood. Should I knock on something? <laughs> yeah, like definitely knock on wood. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I haven't had any issues. So I had that 
the last two weeks of work with that company, one week I actually worked, the second week I was off, which okay. was when uh, my wife, um, God bless her, <laughs> picked up all the slack, helped okay. me uh, ma make a website, Beautiful. Uh, helped me pick out my logo. What's your and, website? Uh, uh, the website's nathansdrywall.ca. And is there an apostrophe there? Uh, not on the website. Or not like on the not on my N A T H A N S drywall. Drywall.ca, yeah. There is in my actual logo and my name and stuff. But, okay. All but right. just for the website purpose, yeah, we didn't. I don't even know if you could put an apostrophe in a. I don't either. Um, and she helped you with your with your logo. Yeah. Oh, she helped me with. I always tell people like I'm like ninety percent of what you see or hear about before I even get to your door to do the work yeah. is my wife. Where did you find Where did you find this unicorn? Uh, and, we actually we, met on eHarmony. Is 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 eHarmony in the states uh, online yeah. dating? eHarmony eHarmony was one of the first ones. Match.com. Was it? Yeah, Match. Yeah, Match.com and eHarmony. So you met her on eHarmony roughly 11, 12 years ago, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Okay. Um, and we were both actually ready to kind of get off. We were like, okay, we're kind of done with this whole thing. And the whole reason that I did it was uh, because all my friends and everybody that I was hanging around at that time were already paired up, married, in relationships. Okay. So I'd be going to the same parties with the same people and i'm like i'm not meeting anybody new here it's not like i go out to clubs or bars to yeah. meet people so i was like hey well what am i going to do how am i going to do this so i i went online and started yeah uh, and it worked it, dates with some people it worked yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh very cool so uh so your wife you were lucky in that she and she was on board because that's also tricky those are tricky waters to navigate too uh, you got family. Um, does she have benefits with her job or is she like self-employed as well? She actually started her own clinic uh, a couple okay. years ago. Okay. So, wow. Um, Two entrepreneurs. That's great. Yes. Which honestly, I think a lot of that, cause she had navigated all the waters herself yeah. to do her own thing. So, I mean, when I kind of broke off, that's where she was like, okay, well, I'm going to start your website. I'm going to get this. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's contact these people and get your logo made. And, and I mean, license. here it's like a she, business license and you know, but yeah, I think we need the same thing. Same yeah. thing. Okay. Um, and I mean, Nathan's drywall, that was her idea. Um, I wanted to, uh, name my company, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, acoustical engineering <laughs> people are like what do you play what do you play the guitar yeah pretty much i was like that always used to be a joke when people like you hear about these jobs and they're like oh no actually we're not called uh, uh stewardesses anymore we're now flight attendants right you know and it's like so we used to joke around in the drywall trade that it was oh no no, no i'm not a drywaller i'm an acoustical engineer you know, what I does like that it. mean? Well, I mean, once I put this wall up, you can't hear me talking, right? So, I mean, you know, the acoustics uh, are much better. Interesting. I think of uh, I think of the this ceiling acoustics. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it makes me think of. And um, I do those too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a little bit in the union. It was fun. Yeah. Like the I dude, like the dude would cut it. I was an apprentice, so I just was walking around in stilts and. Put yeah, it in. Popping them in. Okay, I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, cool. So how did you get work? Um, my first job was actually, I was like bringing my kid to the school bus in the morning. This, you know, one week that I'm off work because I quit my job. And yeah. uh, the funny thing, the funny thing about that, the company actually paid me for the two weeks, for my two weeks. Beautiful. But they didn't. But they didn't let me work my last week, which was the weirdest thing ever. Whatever. Not that I was complaining. So, yes. Yeah, so that right. week I'm dropping my kid off at the school bus and uh, somebody walks up to me and uh, and they had seen on Facebook because there's a, you know, a community Facebook page for the for the town that I live in. And uh, of course, I had posted like, hey, you know, Nathan's drywall starting up, you know, smart any work done. Yeah. And uh, hell yeah, and he came up to me, he came up to me. He's walking his dog and he's like how far will you travel for work? And at this time I've got nothing. So I'm like, yeah, wherever, like five, man. Like, 500 miles. 
yeah, whatever you got <laughs> for me, I'll take it. Yeah. And, uh, his, his sister, uh, lived, um, like an hour and a half away. Uh, uh, Wasaga beach. And, uh, and yeah, he was like, yeah, uh, she, you know, they moved into this house. She's living in an unfinished basement and she was in a wheelchair. Um, and she's living with her daughter and son-in-law and her son-in-law is in construction, but just doesn't, can't find the time to finish the basement. So she's living in like just raw drywall. And Beautiful. Uh, he was like, would you go there and tape it? And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's fine. I did it um, for an hourly rate. And I mean, I charged for my drive down there. So. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Like, so you started out sort of charging hourly. You probably moved on to more of a piece rate structure. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I, I still do By the job. occasionally you still... depending, yeah, depending on what it looks like, you know, I always what scenarios, like, what scenarios would you do hourly for? Um, like patchwork. Okay. You know, if someone's like, Hey, can you come? I've got these like five patches that need to do be. Do you have a minimum? Do you have a minimum though? Cause it, sometimes those can be a waste of time. Well, that's why I charge hourly. Right. Cause I'm like, yeah. that's the thing about, that's the thing about patches and stuff too. Like people don't necessarily understand the amount of work that goes into stuff. Like, and when I say, uh, when I do an hourly job for someone, I'll be like, ah, this is my hourly rate plus tax plus material. And I'll look at the job and I'll say, it'll be about 10 hours. Okay. You know? All right. So I, I try to give them a, an estimate of how much time it'll take for me. To I get feel like too, you are a very friendly person and I feel like you're probably pretty good at expectation, which is why you haven't ran into a lot of issues with clients. I see a lot of issues arise with clients w around expectation. Like if you're yeah. not managing expectation properly, you're on a different wavelength than the client. They're expecting something and getting something else. That's where, to me, that's where problems occur. If you have clear communication Absolutely. that yeah. you're going to have more success, you know. If I get a job where I get to do the drywall and the taping, I can, I'll tell people, if I can do the drywall and the taping, I will warranty my work for a year. So if you get any cracking or anything like that, Beautiful. I will come back okay. within 12 months and, I will, and I'll fix it. That's cool. But, you know, I've had jobs where they ask me to quote drywall and taping and I give them a quote and they'll be like, can you just come and tape? We'll do our own drywall. And I say, yeah, that's fine. I could do that, but I'm not warranting any of my work because oh, everybody thinks okay. everybody thinks drywall work is easy. And it's like, it, it is, it's not hard, but there's still a process to it to do it properly. Yeah. Right. If you're not cutting so, out blisters and if you're, if your screws aren't you know, if you don't have enough screws in the field or on the edge or, you know, you're, you can't warranty yeah. that because you're, you're more likely to have cracks or exactly. blisters, yeah. pop, nail yep. pops, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to that, you know, I, I just need people to understand, like, I want to do the best that I can do. And if you let me do that, I can do that. But if you okay. don't, you know, sometimes it's a money issue and I mean, that's yeah. fine. If you want things done cheaper, you can get it done cheaper. I just can't, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm not coming back for the next 12 months because you didn't want to pay me to drywall. You wanted this guy that did it for a thousand dollars less than I would do it for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Fast forward to today. You've been running your company a little while. Do you have employees? No employees. I'm a one man show right now. Beautiful. Um, it's working really well like i said my wife owns owns two clinics <clears throat> two massage clinics beautiful um and she does have people underneath her so the way i'm getting a massage of... next time i come to ontario i'm getting a massage okay that's actually <laughs> you will not regret that she is very sure good at what she does oh my goodness <laughs> i love a good massage <laughs> you'll you'll be in for a treat really cool cool <laughs> um so so you're both you're both have successful businesses now that's fantastic yeah, it's working out. And I mean, with my business and her business, uh, you know, one of the things that I like is that I get to put my kid on the bus every morning. I, some days I get to be home before he's even off the bus. So I get to pick him up and, you know, I get to see my family. I haven't heard anybody. In fact, one of the things of advice that I have had is like, spend time with your kids. You're never going to regret yeah. the amount of time that you spend with your kids. No. Nope. And working for these other companies that want to pay you, um, you know, not really 
what it's worth to do the job that we're doing, to be honest. You know, you were, um, you were wise though back in the day when you said, nah, I'm not going to do it for triple or quadruple the money. It's not about the money. I can't get that time back. People really, yeah. people don't realize that, especially early on, you're hungry, you want to make money. That's all fine. Uh, but, you know, as a, as, as a father that enjoys hanging out with my son, you know, it's, that is a very bit precious thing. And it's like, he's already seven. It's like, he's halfway there. You know, they turn 13. They're they're gone. Yeah. I was just going to say, eventually there's going to be that time where they don't want anything (laughs) to do with us. And it's like, okay, well then I'll start working more and I'll start taking those jobs. You know, like I see, I see Raleigh's dad who works so much. And yeah. part of me is part of me is jealous uh, because I, I like to work hard and I like to get things done. Um, but the other part of me is is like I, I'm perfect, like things are perfect the way they're working out right now. Like most days I go for like six hours. I get done what I need to get done. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a one man crew. So when I go check out a job, I'm like, OK, it's probably going to take me about two to two and a half weeks to get this done. Yeah. And I'll let the people know that they're totally OK with it. So I'm not, you know, I'm not doing 10 and 12 hour days ever right now. No, Um, no, no. Time's time is a precious commodity and you have something you can grow to a certain point. You're in charge of how much money you make. It's, it's, it's pretty fantastic in this trade to run your own company. It's a, it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm very lucky where I'm at right now. Uh, since I started in September, last September, um, I've had like no downtime. I've actually had yeah, times where uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take, you know, this time off at Christmas or actually I was supposed to have like this upcoming week off. I was going to yeah. do paperwork and stuff like that. And I picked up two jobs, you know, like I'm like, yeah. I haven't had any time where I've been like, yeah. And you're getting, are you getting to the point where you pump the price a little bit on job? You don't want to take the job. So you pump the price a little bit. You still get the job. It's like, Oh yeah. I've done that occasionally. And then I've had others where, um, you know, I tell them the price and and they're like, no, that's not, yeah. You you think it's good. And they're like, what are you nuts? This is just drywall. And it's like, I'm not going to waste the time. Sorry. Exactly. I'm like, it's cool if you don't want me to do it. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I, I, I feel like I'm at the point now where like, I, I know what I'm bringing to the table. I know what kind of quality I'm going to bring to your place. Smart. Uh, the work that I'm and the fact that, you know, um, I will come back and fix things. If anything happens, I had right one of the guys that, uh, that I was uh, flipping some houses for he actually owns a roofing company as well. And he referred me to a house, just like a popcorn removal and a patch job and a ceiling. Um, and I went to go do that. And then of course his company's doing a roof, like just down the road. So I pull up and he's there and I go talk to him and, and he's a really good entrepreneur and uh, knows, knows his stuff. And so he's talking yeah. to me and, and, and then he was telling me like, uh, you know, like people are, 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 are buying you you know he's he's like anybody you know how many drywallers and tapers there are around like people are are buying you when they're yeah. buying nathan's drywall you they'll know, pay for an extra the they'll company. pay a few extra thousand for nathan you bet yeah right and i'm like you i'm bet. like i feel like that's kind of like i said i've had great clients and it's not just that i've had great clients i feel like part of it is me doing the job it's you know i'm not presenting these problems my my issue not issue. Sorry. My, my process is like, I go into someone's house. First of all, I'm, I'm super thankful that these people let me come into their house. Yeah. Um, smart. Uh, second, secondly, um, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like this where you are, but you know, drywallers, I'm going to say, especially, but construction workers, people will go into someone else's house and they're, you know, fuck this and screw that. And I don't want to do this and everything. Sure, and it's like, sure. man, you're in someone's house, show some respect. Yeah. Um, so you're in there, you're in their like sanctum. You're in their sanctum. Yeah. That's their sanctuary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be respectful if you're out there listening. And uh, even if you're working for somebody, try to be respectful. If, if the homeowner is there, you know, try to watch your language. 
these types yeah. of simple things. And it, and that's a reflection of your company too. So, you know, yeah, very important. And you've got a little bit, you've got one Fresco Harmony job under your belt now, so you can start throwing your Fresco Harmony hat in the ring on some of these jobs. We'll nurture yeah, I'm you actually, <laughs> I'm go. I'm going to a place tomorrow to tape a bathroom and I'm going to talk to the people and bring my samples with me. And yeah. I'm going to offer uh, a free, um, feature wall if they like get done so i think i'm going to start doing that because i really want to start doing more fresco harmony work it's fun um, it's a lot of fun and it's yeah. a, it's an easy way to make extra money on a job that you're already on and you it know. looks so good like done, it's it's pretty cool yeah, it's it's awesome <laughs> you you've you've made a very good product and i love it so Thanks. i'm looking forward what? to doing more work with it I, you know what the the blessing is that I get to do it. I've done it for 20 years doing these walls in people's homes, like, you know, a million, over a million square feet, like just an yeah. insane amount of colored mud. And um, the coolest part is getting to share it now and watching you take it and do something totally like wacky on a backsplash. And it's like, oh, I'd never do that. That's so cool. You know, yeah. um, it's so cool. It's such a cool thing. It's cool. When I saw Cam, the one video, I'm sure you saw this, where he had his hawk and he just put the mud on and he took the the black, I don't know what color it was, but yeah, yeah. poured it on the mud, just kind of mixed it up quick and he's just putting it on that wall. Yeah. And I think it was a washroom too. That looks so sharp. Like, yeah. Ah. Yeah, the confidence um, that people have is is pretty awesome. Well, Cam came down here though, and he spent two weeks, and like yeah. I th I threw him to the wolves, man, and he did a bunch of fresco, you know. And so by the time he left, he was like, he was a pro, you know. So it worked out yeah. pretty well, um, you know. But he was open to coming down. Ever anyone's welcome to come down here and train with Fresco Harmony. Uh, I love meeting people. We just had Jonathan Dansby down here. He hung out oh, for cool. a week did a fireplace turned out great you know it was a lot of fun um yeah yeah you know uh just good stuff good stuff yeah. i always like to get i might take you up on that by the way <laughs> anytime anytime and bring your wife and kids uh albuquerque's pretty cool the high desert's pretty cool that it's yeah. a it's a unique place we have santa fe is right next door there's meow wolf um, you know, there's a lot of neat, uh, energy down here, but yeah, yeah. And then you, you and I hang out during the day. I can give them like, you know, they could do the breaking bad tour, like whatever. And uh, maybe not with the kids, but like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, there's a lot to do here. It's a pretty cool place. And you and I just go off and, you know, I'd throw you on a fireplace or, you know, we'd hang out in the studio and just make samples or whatever. It'd be fun. Yeah. Pearl of wisdom, Nathan. I know, I know you're excited. You're excited to divulge your pearl of wisdom. What is it? Oh man. Um, you know what, for me, uh, it's kindness breeds kindness, you know, just, uh, be a good person. I'm not, uh, I'm not someone that's like never swear or make sure you go to church or something like that. Um, just be a good person, man. I um, love it kindness kindness breeds kindness you know me running around with uh, smile cookies that was me just trying to bring smiles to people's face yeah. and uh, and be a good guy you know i loved how you and sean were competing with the smile cookies to be who, who could be nicest i was like well, fucking, he... <laughs> fucking canadians man they're so nice he... they're trying to out nice each other what the hell's he the matter even... with you guys need to come down here and get me you need to get like have some of the american well, like edginess rub off on you <laughs> yeah uh he didn't even actually know that i was doing that um he was like oh yeah we're gonna uh, go to fresco harmony you want to or fresco harmony we're gonna go to csr and he was yeah. like uh, do you want to go maybe we should bring some smile cookies and i was like have you seen my stories from today or whatever and he's like no why and i'm like why don't you just watch my stories and then he yeah. got back and he's like what the heck man you bring in smile cookies to everyone and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i went through seven dozen already and he was like what and That's then, pretty funny. Yeah, he brought, I think, three dozen to CSR. And I was like, well, if you already went, should I? I said, should I even bother bringing any? He was like, yeah, yeah, bring some for sure. He's like, because the guys in the back probably haven't had any. So I walk in there with another three dozen smile cookies. That's so funny. You should have seen these people's faces. They were like, I don't want another cookie at all. No more smile was, cookies, you guys. I felt I felt so bad. I'm like, oh god, should I take them with me? Like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. But that's funny. 
yeah, that's funny. It's pretty hilarious. Super, super cool. Well, um, what I've known about uh, the Canadians so far is you guys are super awesome. Very good finishers up there. And uh, I love going up. It's just, it's always a treat. Nathan it's, Binkley. It's, <laughs> Go it's ahead. German. It's German. It's German. Yeah. Nathan Binkley of Nathan's Drywall from Aaron, Ontario, 41-year-old entrepreneur. Thank you for being on the Drywall podcast today. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, let's, uh, you know, we'll have to dive into the smile cookies next time, but I'll probably be at the, uh, Black the, Friday event, the Black Friday. Yeah. That, that might be a regular one for me. I can only get up there so many times. Um, we did get into England, uh, GWI is sponsoring the month of July on the drywall podcast and they are going to be carrying fresco harmony we're working on you know uh efficient routes to get the product over there i'm very excited about going over there to do a training they they have a lot of congratulations that's that's thank you yeah it'll be a lot of fun same thing they're just drywallers man go over there and just hang out play with colored mud they're all excited about it yeah cool (laughs) i don't care where i don't care where you're from doesn't matter to me, man. But uh, cool. Well, thank you for being on the Drywall Podcast. Such thank a, you for what, having me. What a great conversation, huh? It was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It was. All right, uh, so, I was slightly nervous, but everything was good. Yeah. Gravy, gravy. You crushed it, dude. You're an excellent conversationalist. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do it again. Thank you. Um, until next time, and we'll see you on social media it's uh what's your social media handle on instagram uh nathan's drywall on instagram okay. and uh nathan binkley on facebook nathan binkley on facebook. nathan binkle, on, uh, nathan binkle. <laughs> if you yeah. want to if you want to get kicked off of his page you can call him, you could call him nathan binkle uh if you yeah. want to be his friend binkley <laughs> <laughs> cool buddy and do you have any uh youtube any videos on youtube or anything I do not have any YouTube uh, yet. Okay. Uh, possibly right. something that you know I can uh, work on and stretch out for the for the future. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. There's always room to grow, man. Cool. Well, yeah. um, we'll check out the website Nathan's Drywall No Apostrophe dot C A and uh, go follow him on social media. Uh, he, your stories are fantastic. Um, you know the guys like you are fun to follow for sure. Thank you. All right, sir. We'll talk soon and uh, have a fantastic rest of your day. Okay. Thanks, Nick. You too. All right. Bye. See ya. Special thanks to Nathan for gracing us with his presence on the Drywall Podcast today, sir. I know you are going to be a super success in this industry. The Drywall Podcast was sponsored in the month of July by our friends at GWI in the UK, supplying finishing products since 2021, delivering quality brands nationwide. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or go online at www.gwiltd.com for all your finishing needs. I'm super excited to also announce that GWI will be carrying Fresco Harmony and we'll be going over there sometime in early September for a training. Stay tuned for details on that. Thank you so much for joining me and Nathan on the Drywall Podcast today. This was a fun one, and I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, just keep drywalling.